All right, it's that time of the week, time for Snap Tackle Pod. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41 Sports. He is Dion Clisseau of Preps KC. We are talking high school football in the Kansas City metro area. What do we got? Oh, yes. Smithville? This is Smithville, probably circa 2012. Um, they got a new logo? Uh, they, they still have the S. Um, they use, like, I think this is pretty much the S they have now. And they have that, like, the stamp, like the arrow, like the Fort, the, the, yep. uh, the, the Fortis agent uses that arrow through sometimes, and Florida State does as well, too. So that's kind of um their look now they, they've had the kind of the same logo um like that for a while and um you know we we did two minutes on my virginia hat last week so i figured i'd, I'd we get go longer on we'll, smithville yeah well, we, we can go longer on smithville. you're gonna break out the mill valley hat that i gave you well you know they played free state this week maybe that's that's might be their biggest test the rest of the way i mean uh well they got they got uh like the west oh like the west uh, is good yeah good win by them jeez oh, but, yeah we'll uh, talk no. about that yeah, no, Smithville, a uh, big win for them last week against Platte County, and and uh, I think that they showed that they're they're legit. They're ranked number one in the state. I think they are the favorite, um, and if they can continue what they're doing, it's going to be a fun year in Smithville. I, you know, the funny thing is, is they were so close last year, and I, I don't think people remember they had yeah. Jeff City Helias beat and gave up a two big pass plays over the middle um, and got down and gave up a touchdown right there at the end so no that's a that, the, and that was a junior laden team that brought back 19 starters <laughs> motivated so uh much much like uh, as, as we sit here on september 30th doing this the which is a magical day in royals history much like that 2015 team that came back smithville is is not just happy to get to the semis and lose <laughs> right i think i think they're pretty motivated to go on this year Okay, yeah, the twenty, the, the Smithville last year was like the Royals twenty fourteen, yeah. all the way to Game Seven. Who who else is the competition in Class Four for them? Well, you know, locally, this is, you know, uh, Lincoln Prep's having a good season, and, and we'll we'll find out more about them here in the next couple of weeks. We got Pembroke Kill this week. Uh, they got Maryville coming up. Um, you know, there's there are good teams out there. Um, you know, I think. Harrisonville has has been Jekyll and Hyde uh, for them. Um, you know, Excelsior Springs goes out and gets a good win against them. So those are the teams that are going to have to navigate to get out of town. Uh, and then you know, there's West Plains plays down down around the lake kind of area down there. They're really good. So you know, it's the you know Web City and Platte County are up at five. So it's a different landscape in four. Helias has got off to a slow start. They're still okay. Um, I, I I just think that Smithville's kind of head and shoulders above everybody right now, and, and I think they'll prove it as they go through the, the rest of their schedule. Yeah. Big win last week for Smithville. We're going to talk about yeah. that. Uh, other wins on the Missouri side that jumped out and got you from last week. Well, I thought Rockers to beat me age. Um, that was a, that was a good game. And, I, you know, I talked to Kelly Donahue from our radio show and, and he said they had the ball 36 minutes and Joe Leggio, their, their outstanding uh, now tailback. They moved him to tailback. He was their fullback and he's a man. He's like six, one, 240 pounds, 42 carries. And Kelly's like, I don't know if I've ever given the ball to anybody 42 times. <laughs> I was like, no, he never gave Dallin Warmack the ball that many times. That's a back-to-back Simone winner. So, you know, Legio, and he told me, he, he said, he goes, you know, we weren't planning on using him. Then our guy got dinged up and, and, you know, Joe's not the fastest guy. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if you can't tackle him until at least six yards down the field. I mean, that's what they did. They just lined it up. They're, they're getting a little healthier. They're getting their quarterback back. I mean, they, they, they got a quarterback back last week. They're getting that the original tailback back. And I think he may play some receiver. And uh, so, no, I, you know, rock, rock is starting to round into form. Um, and so that was one that, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And me, I think is, you know, like St. James, uh, 
their, their schedule was just so loaded that even a, even a 20, you know, a loss, a three point loss to rock is almost, yeah. Does a lot about them. I mean, they played pretty well that game. Yeah. St. James got another tough one this week, but at St. Pius. Pius. Yeah. Miege got another tough. I mean, you could feasibly have those two go to the, um, playoffs with a combined i don't know two or three wins yeah easily still just kind of then make a run at that point well and you know miage is going to play blue valley west team came across beat raytown last week yeah i i think you know it's easy when you got blue valley north and northwest and even i mean like blue valley and blue valley west are are good football teams i mean they're they're just kind of overshadowed this year by blue valley north yeah. and northwest yeah I, and and they're all gonna have to play each other yeah. so that it'll all shake out but i think blue valley west Blue Valley West is is a little different team than what the other Blue Valley, you know, in terms of offense and, and how they play. They play more of a, a you know, physical run the ball type um, game. And they've got, you know, good good quarterback and 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 play as well. And they're good there. So that they're they're more built like a Missouri team in yeah. terms of, you know, we want to run the ball, we want to establish that and pass off that and and not as much as the, the spread teams like the Blue Valley North or the Blue Valley Northwest. The Blue Valley Northwest is a Mikey Pauly, their offense is, you know, kind of multiple because he runs the ball well, too. They they run the ball well, too. Grant Stubblefield's a great tailback for them. Let's yeah. talk a little bit on the Missouri side before we jump back over to Kansas. Uh, Odessa, they keep winning, but they've had a couple close ones here against a couple rivals, and I'm looking a couple weeks down the road with that center matchup. How, how big would that one be? Yeah, and, you know, center um, is going to play Harrisonville this week on Saturday because they had to sit out because of COVID. Uh, you know, I – I'm not predicting a loss some coming down the line here, but it's getting tougher for Odessa the rest of the way out. And uh, I think their their depth or lack of depth is being challenged. They lost their quarterback to a broken leg, I'm assuming, is for the season. You know, I mean, they, they'd had to play deep probably to get it back. I don't know how bad it was broken. Um, I think he was in a like a boot when I saw him because when they won the game against Oak Grove, they they I got pictures uh, from from the person who sent me pictures and video from Odessa, and they were all around him, and he was. He was sitting in a wheelchair, but he had a boot on, so it wasn't yeah. cast. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that, that you know, that was a waiting for swelling to go down, or they put pit. You never know. I mean, these days, you know, a boot could mean you're done for forever. I mean, heck, Salvi slipped down the stairs, and then he turns around and comes out and takes that bat. So who knows? Um, yeah, it's uh, stairs are not good for Salvi. That's that, that should be a whole other podcast. We've learned that. Yeah, he he. Somebody blew- was sitting in the crown seats, and they sent me a picture of oh. like a chipped off piece of the stair asking how was this the culprit and how long before this thing's fixed <laughs> well and the, I, they're not just concrete aren't they covered like in a they have a little padding carton? like a foamy kind of padding on yeah because yeah. i mean i, I mean I, I would think oh, when yeah, i saw that i'm like spikes hitting I, those things you want something yeah. to absorb those spikes yeah because i mean the spikes would spikes on concrete you might as well be on skates i mean it's yeah. the same thing i mean and so yeah, no, I I saw I was I didn't see the home run. I was alerted by text as I was working to flip. And I'd forgotten to flip over. Uh, we won't say what I was watching. Um, <laughs> it was a, a, a show with people who sing and you don't know who they are. That my, oh, my, I wonder what that would that be. That my son is emotionally invested in, and so that's a, one of the family things we can do. So uh, we <laughs> we were watching that, but uh, no, you know it's. Uh, it's it's definitely what we're talking. We're talking about high school football before that. We're talking about Odessa and the, and the kid yeah. who's hurt. So, uh, you know, they've got a good running game. Um, Blake Heitman's outstanding tailback. Sean Bader's another one. They've got good running backs. Their defense is what's been the thing the last few weeks. They've given up more points than they've given up in a long time. Um, and and let's not forget, Oak Grove's not a bad team. Their record doesn't look good. 
Um, they've played a pretty tough schedule. Pleasant Hill is a much improved team. So uh, you're also talking about teams that have been beaten by this Odessa team nonstop for four years, that if they smell a little blood in the water, that heightens their right. abilities to stay focused. So, uh, no, I think Odessa is a team to keep an eye on. Um, three is is wide open in, in Missouri. You know, Blair Oaks was defending champion. They lose to Boonville, who Pleasant Hill beat the first week of the season. St. Pius is the one who's rolling along and dominating the teams they need to dominate. They beat Maryville 14, 13 people like, well, Maryville's not that good. And I'm like, no, Maryville's still pretty good. They, they lost to Blair Oaks in week one. They lost yeah. to Harrisonville in a close game, um, you know, one score game and had the ball at the end. So, you know, I think St. Pius as much as anybody has proven it. That's why the St. James game for them is yeah. going to be a big test because that's, that's the type of, that's the type of team they're going to need to beat if they go beyond yeah, um, the districts, and I imagine St. James probably a little bit bigger uh, than St. Pius. It's yeah, they probably have a little bit more class size, yeah. two, but usually kind of Missouri class two is more like a three A school in Kansas yeah. size wise. Yeah, so it'll be you know this is the second year for Coach Simone, so I mean he's got his new weight program he put in. They're probably two or three years away from being where he wants them to be weight room wise. Uh, if you've ever, have you ever seen game. Yeah, they had a state championship game, but in terms of like just size, now that you know yeah. that they could, you know, have that size. I mean, they had good size players last year, but they, you know, you really want to that's that's the hallmark of the pro and you know how it is. Yeah. It, that's the hallmark of programs that continually win is where the weight room is, right. is really good because you you know you can have runs where you don't have skill guys, but if you've got a weight room that's rolling, you know, right. you you can you're always are good up front and, and that'll carry you through the, the years, right. you know. That, that have that have the good you know the good skill guys between those good skill guys uh last week was the the week of the overtime two-point conversion <laughs> uh, i call yeah. it right uh, especially in the blue valley district you had blue valley taking on st thomas aquinas they convert their two-point conversion mm-hmm. on a wild amazing play by holbert their quarterback where he looked like he was going to be stopped 15 yards from the goal line and said he weaves his way through traffic and scores and wins the game and then you have um, Blue Valley North going for it against Lee Summit North, not converting. Yeah. That those are two wild finishes and great games. I thought. Well, and the touchdown to get to that two point conversion was yeah. was somewhat questionable. Yeah, <laughs> there's we're seeing there's, it in, in high school. High school doesn't have the burden of proof to make a catch uh, that you do in college and yeah, and the NFL, and they're calling it the correct way. But we're just so used to seeing that in college and pro where you have to do all the and check off all these boxes mm-hmm. before you make the catch. No, if you come down in high school, you got it for a split second, your feet at the ground, they're going to call it a catch. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Wallace, who covered the game for us, he said he was uh, beside two uh, photographers who had pictures that did not uh, I mean, agree the with what they <laughs> celebrating, right? Just like it was last yeah. week in the Miege Aquinas <laughs> game. The offense is upset, yet they still call the touchdown. Yeah. So no, it's, it, and, and, you know, like you said, we're not down on the officials. I'm not, I'm not asking the official to be perfect on that call every time, as opposed to a guy who's got a giant lens and a $2,000 camera who can slow it down to every frame. You know, that's the, that's yeah. one of those deals. But uh, no, I, you know, the, I thought the Blue Valley North game said a lot about both Lee Summit North and Blue Valley North. Yeah. I mean, Lee Summit North got down in that game and they've got a history when they get down sometimes that they, they have a hard time coming back. And and they came back and they and they really um, played well with some adversity in the second half. And, the Baker and, kid of Simone, uh, candidate. You know he's 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 kind of working his way in there. Um, yeah. He he's you know it's it's going to be interesting because there's so many quarterbacks um, that are having good years this year. Um, yeah. And he's one of them. Um, and they're 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 a 
they're a really good team. And, and they, I think what makes them good is that they, they are balanced in what they do uh, in terms of, you know, offense and defense and things like that. So that's, you know, it's it, the Mikey Pauly, you know, run for hundred throw for 200 or Henry Martin, I'm going to throw you 350 and three, yeah. at least three TDs every week yeah. is, it's, this is the one that, you know, cause I mean, you know, Henry Martin's on pace for 3000 yards and unreal, you know, 40 some <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, I, you know, and, they, and they've got a chance to go deep. I think he's you know, well past that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, at least seven North, I think Trey Baker has done a good job of keeping that offense. And, and that's what coach Mosey said. He, he does a great job of being poised back there and making plays and getting things in the right position. And I, and I you know, at least seven North is, is got a hill to climb that they still have not really ever gotten over that hump. They've never, never really won a district title. They've never won a district title since this format. Um, you know, and I think they're more equipped than they were three years ago when they, they got to the district championship game against Rockhurst and, um, you know, Christian Carter got hurt and they were without him and, and Rockhurst, the team that probably wasn't as good as they were beat them. And so this is a big test for them. They, you know, cause they'll be in a, a district with Ray Peck and, and, uh, and, you know, it's going to be at least some West and it's going to be tough. It's gonna be tough for them to get out. You know, Joplin's not bad. That's in that district too. Nick's is okay. I mean, I, I think that the Lee Summit North and, and Ray Peck are better than them. Ray Peck's the one that if they get their offense figured out and they can find a way to get Jaden Doss involved more, um, they're going to be dangerous because their defense is, is, is really good. Yeah. It's that that's the situation there, but yeah. no, I, I think a good one for Lee Summit North. And, and I think next week we'll be talking a lot about Lee Summit North as they play Liberty North. Yeah. And what could uh, be the clash of the Titans right there. Maybe uh, could be a, could be a state championship preview. They go to the opposite sides of the bracket. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Be I mean, at least Summit North would have the tougher, tougher road because they match up with the CBC spent Kirkwood uh, yeah. bracket, whereas the Liberty North side <laughs> matches up with matches up with the let's just say not quite as good side of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about it. The biggest win in Olathe West Owls oh. history last week. Taking down Olathe North, and not just a kind of a fluky one-point win. They were shutting them out till the game's final moments. Yeah, no, I, and I was keeping an eye on that all night and, um, you know, watched a little bit of the stream after it was over, and they just dominated. They just they, – their defense turned them over, and, and, you know, that's one thing about Olathe North. Though they are – I mean, Noah Palmer, they're doing a better job of throwing the ball. They they just struggled to come back in that game, and they, they didn't really mount – that much of an attack until that last drive and met that made it 20 to six. It's, it's those teams like, you know, the ones are so dominant, you know, running the ball. If you can get ahead of them by two, two or more scores, it's harder for them to come back because their drives might take eight minutes to get to the end. Yeah. And, and I, I was just impressed with Latham West and their defense and what they did. And, you know, we, they got a Latham North got off of that, that really nice start and they were just pounding teams, but then you look and you go, they maybe pounded some teams that weren't very good. Yeah. They play free state and it's a 21 seven game. It's a closer game. And then they play Olathe West and, and get down early and, and just can't get back into it. And yeah. uh, you know, Olathe West had a half, you know, a, a wide receiver reverse throwback to the quarterback touchdown. That was their second touchdown in the game, which is a great, uh, a great play call. Uh, Cause it was like third and third and goal from the, yeah. from the 10 or something like that. And they run that. It was, it was, I mean, it's fantastic. And, and Mason McGavern, their quarterback is a, that's a guy who's starting to put up some numbers and, and as a dual threat guy, along with Anthony Fabro, it's like, you, you have to figure out which one you want to stop from running. 
yeah. because teams have, have boxed up and said, we're going to box up Favreau and, and McGavern's gone for 200 yards rushing yes. uh, as a quarterback. So it's I have to, like, look- we got to double check. Wait, he is the quarterback, right? Cause he just puts yeah. up insane rushing numbers. Yeah, no. And he's a, he's a great dual threat guy. And, and I, I, I tell you that, that they probably want that week one game against Olathe Northwest back right now. Yeah, Olathe Northwest is a better team, and I think yeah. that they probably got into a closer game than they thought they were going to get into. And Olathe uh, Northwest wanted at the end; it was tied, and I think they got a late touchdown. And, and they were uh, down big to Olathe, the Shine Mission Northwest, and then they—it's almost like right then they flipped the switch, and they've been just rolling teams, scoring points, and playing defense ever since. And that Shiny Mission Northwest win looks better and better every week it's too, because now they yeah. that that now that Blake Reeder is like. Kind of got himself under, you know, got this, got his feet under him in the quarterback position. He was a great receiver for him last year uh, with Ty Black and then uh, Malik Aotis, their tailback. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a crazy touchdown run against Shawnee Mission, or catch and run against Shawnee Mission Northwest last week. Broke like seven tackles. And um, I was watching the web stream and the, I do a little thing called Saturday Sound Podcast where I get some audio highlights and I always like to throw in some of the high school kids where I can because a lot of them lose their mind and it's hilarious. And this kid from Johnny Mission Northwest is just losing it. So if you, you get a chance, go out and check out that, that, that podcast. We get some good sound out there. And uh, no, it's uh Shawnee Mission Northwest. They've got a game with, with Lawrence this week. And yeah, you know, Bo Black can coach it. I mean, the, the group that came through was, was his kids group was a good group of players, but the, you know, Shawnee Mission Northwest has always had good players and yeah. um, has always been in terms of the Shawnee Mission District when they're when they're doing well the most participation i mean they always had more people on the sidelines than any other even when shiny mission west and shiny mission east were winning state championships yep northwest had more players so that's a that's another six eight six days like you, you look at blue valley north and blue valley northwest because they kind of jump off the page at you then you go oh blue valley blue valley west olathe west olathe north shiny mission northwest well we're seven down now you know and we're not even talking about free state and lawrence who go who go to the other side they'll be west yeah yeah, so that's what I'm saying, and I think and I think Free State and Lawrence are both very good, solid football teams. So yeah, I don't know if there's a great team. I don't know if there's a, a team that beats Derby, but Pummel Adam Pummel texted me and said that the Lee Summit North was the best team that he had faced since they'd been there, and that includes yeah. Derby. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, all right, let's get to the Remax Big Three on the Kansas side. You talked about it, Lawrence and Shawnee Mission Northwest. I think that'll be a that'll be a real good game. Well, and it, it's a great matchup game because uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest, they, they love to throw it, but Reader does a good job. Of it. They, the, the running game is kind of quarterback driven a lot like it was last year with Ty Black. But Malik Aotis, uh, he, uh, he's got like a hundred yard rushing too. So they've, they've done a great job with that. And, and they're matching up against Lawrence who has a good defense, like play good special teams and they've got good D-backs. So it's a great matchup of the strength versus strength there. Um, you know, no Devin Neal running the ball, so they aren't quite as dynamic as they were offensively the last few years. Uh, but but Coach Bowen, you, you, I mean, you saw him last week. I mean, that's a good solid football team. I mean, it's a monster offensive line. They average like 290, right? Uh, yeah. And so an outstanding receiver in Baylor Bowen as well. And a quarterback that is um, – and a lot of these Sunflower quarterbacks are just probably the best athletes in the school, right? They can throw yeah. the ball, but – really dangerous running it as well that's Jules guard the uh the quarterback so and they, they play some defense and so yeah that'll be a first time Mr. Northwest team that likes to get a lot of possessions right throw the ball up and down the field uh I think that's gonna be a great game what about uh, the Soto at Spring Hill that's a sneaky great game in Kansas City this week if you haven't been paying attention to Spring Hill it's time to start paying attention yep. to Spring Hill uh in 5a and as as someone who has a child on a I know you're paying attention to Spring Hill <laughs> well I mean their last loss was Mill Valley last year in the playoffs yeah. And then that was a junior-laden team. They've come back. 
and uh, you know they've uh, kind of whipped up on the Frontier League so far. Yeah, and, and DeSoto, who had you know a, a rough game, uh, and when they they are only lost, they, they didn't look very good against Baser, but Baser's pretty good. Southwest, Blue Southwest, Southwest. Yep. Blue Southwest. They got uh, they they bounced back and got a good win, and and I think they're I think they're going to be getting better as the season goes on because they're kind of young, and this is a this is a game that they kept. They were old Frontier League teams. They kept it on their schedule, which was good for both teams, especially with Spring Hill moving up to 5A. It was a good tester for them. And uh, now it's a, it's definitely a, a, a good game for both teams. I like Spring Hill a lot. I think if they don't lose this game, I don't think they're losing the, the rest of the regular season. I yeah. think they're going to take care of the uh, Frontier League. It'll be their first um, Frontier League title since 2015. Uh, I thought it was back in 1990. It was not. Uh, when I interviewed uh, – Coach Feedback, he said, no, no, we got a piece of it in, in 2015. Nice. But before that, I think it was all the way – they had like an undefeated regular season in like 1990. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there were some really good Spring Hill teams around the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so this is definitely one of their best teams. Fletcher Pankey, their quarterback's really good. But their defense is really good. That's that's the other thing, too. They, they're not letting you score any points. So Somehow, Baser and DeSoto don't play each other this year in the same conference. You know, at Kansas Conference. Well, it was the – well, that was the game they had to they had to cancel on. Oh, is that why? Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm looking at the schedule now. I'm like, how's that possible? Makes yeah. sense. But Baser's undefeated at 4-0. They're on your REMAX Big 3 games hosting uh, Shawnee Heights this week. Well, and, you know, Shawnee Heights is a team that, that lost their first three games by a combined 11 points. They go to Schlegel. They outman them. Jason Swift's been there for a long time. Um, when they've got some players, they're pretty good. I can remember them knocking out. Um they knock out of St. James out of the playoffs when they were in 5A a few years ago, like a decade ago. Maybe even the game, Mill, maybe the first or second year the Mill Valley played it. Maybe I'm not remembering. I think Shawnee Heights has, has beaten some teams in the in the postseason, and and now that they're in that UKC, that helps them a lot out of being out not being in that Centennial League. Yeah. Um, so they they are definitely a team to keep an eye on, and they um, they've gotten some confidence and. It, it's a thing that uh, you talk to Coach Stahlbomber. He's like, no, no, I had to tell my kids, don't look. The record is not that – they're not a yeah. – it's a one-and-three team that has, was yeah. in all three of those losses. They could easily be 4-0. So, yeah. uh, Baser's defense is really the thing that's, that's done well for them. Zach Sizemore, uh, their tailback's been great. And their quarterback is playing uh, real well. He's really settled in uh, to his spot. So, I think Baser's good enough to win a 4A state title. Uh, this is a good test for them to – a focus test, you know, that they have to go through to, to, to kind of keep things moving for them. Yeah. Or like on the Missouri side, Remax big three games, Rockhurst taking on Lee's summit West. This game is at Rockhurst. Yes. Uh, and this will be a good one. Well, and Lee's summit was finally beat him first time last year. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that was a big one. Rock's getting healthy. Um, they're kind of figuring out who they are. Uh, they have a really good sophomore class and some of those guys are playing. Uh, so that as, as every game goes on, and, and you know how it is, sophomores are sophomores at the beginning of the year, but at the, by the end of the year, they're it's a it's a it's the big jump. Sophomore yeah. to junior is usually the big jump, and if you if you're able to get some time as a sophomore, you make you make so much more of an impact as at the end of that season, and then definitely into your junior season. So I, I think this is a good game for both these teams. Um, you know, Rocks won two in a row. You know, they had that bad, not bad, they have an overtime loss to Park Hill. It could easily be three and two. Uh, with a with a loss to Ray Peck, which they made that game close. I mean, they, they're they're not what they want to be yet, um, mm-hmm. and they're getting there. But that, that that's this is a good test for both these teams. Yeah, our game of the week at uh, KSHB forty one is going to be Park Hill 
at Liberty North. That's, of course, one of your REMAX big three games. Um, a Park Hill team. Well, both these teams lost in week one and have not lost since. Um, and Park Hill lost the Lee Summit West. This one's at Liberty North. Just kind of a, another test for the Eagles to maybe put that stamp on on the, their uh, their moniker as maybe being the best team in the city. Yeah, and their defense will be tested. Uh, you know, Andy Sims is, is, does a great job of calling offense and getting guys in position. Kendrick Bell, this is quarterback, and that name might sound familiar to you. It's one of Ronnie Bell's little brothers. Little brothers, yeah. Uh, and uh, he threw for 400 yards last week and four touchdowns at Lee Summit. So uh, they're they're getting better. Andy's, you know, Andy's not. He's like, we need to get a lot better. But uh, that they really have after that first loss turned it around and and taken care of the teams they needed to take care of. I mean, that, and that's, that's a lot for, especially a new coaching staff to, to be able to get to that point where you're, you're beating the teams you should beat. Um, and that's, and that's a good thing for them. Uh, you know, I, I think they're probably a year or two away, but this is a, this is a good test to see where they're at. And if you're Liberty North, you cannot get caught looking at least Summit North the next week. Mm-hmm. You've got to be focused and ready to play this game because the Park Hill team, any team that can score and has, you know, good athletic players, which Park Hill does, they have good skill players you'd find yourself in a dogfight. You give up a couple, you know, touchdowns that you don't think you're going to give up. And, and while Liberty North can score on anybody, they like to run the ball and do things like that. That makes it harder to come. You don't want to start coming from behind. If you're Liberty North, you want to be able to come out, handle what you need to handle. All right. Last but not least, Lincoln prep going to Pembroke Hill. I haven't seen the Raiders this year. Uh, What's uh, what do you make of this matchup? I had tough losses. Uh, to St. Pius in the first week. And then Richmond, uh, hung when they were hanging 50 on everybody, uh, hung 50 on Pembroke Hill. But they bounced back last week and had a huge game against a, a decent University Academy team. Um, and so they're playing probably their best football right now. Lincoln Prep just keeps checking the boxes. I mean, their schedule, they, they were able to flip their schedule with East. They got Cardinal Ritter a couple weeks ago and beat them. That's a huge statement win for their yeah. program. This is kind of the beginning of their uh, stretch where they'll play um, Pembroke Hill, they play Maryville, they'll take a week off and they play uh, Center, a new game that was uh, just announced. Uh, okay. they, they they had an opening with Southeast ending their season and Center had an opening because Clinton didn't play a varsity season, so they're going to play. They are huge rivals in everything they do, and they don't get to play football that much against each other. So Lincoln Prep is in a spot where they need to kind of um, they need to kind of take care of their business and, and handle what they have. And, and Pembroke Hill will be a good test because it's a yeah. well-coached team. Quentin Colony uh, was a good player for them, um, receiver type. So, yeah, it's definitely a situation for Lincoln Prep that this is a this is a big test for them right here. And and they've passed them all. But this is not the, the Lincoln Prep team a couple of years ago with all the – they've still got good players, but the, the flashy names that everybody sure. was seeing recruiting, this is more of a basic team. they got a good offensive line. They run the ball. They play good defense. It's just kind of a kind of a, a maybe a more mature version of yeah. what they had a few years ago. So it works. Hey, it works. All right, that'll do it. Anything else on your mind? That's about it, man. I said uh, we will hopefully have some exciting news around Simone Awards here in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's going to be some revamped uh, new websites going to launch and some new content, and uh, it's about that time. The first Simone meeting is coming up, and yeah, uh, we'll, we're getting down to the, the beginning of the end of the regular season, and you start to see that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it doesn't seem like it should be, you know, last of September, first of October, but before we know, we'll be talking playoff football. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dan, I appreciate the time. Thanks to you for watching or listening as well. I'm Mick Schaefer from Dion Cliss Silva. We'll see you next time right here on Snapchat Club.